What is up, guys, and welcome to the Meeple Mining Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason. And my name is James. How are you doing this week, James? Yeah, not too bad. Good, good, good. As always, we are doing exceptionally well at doing this in one take. Yeah, of course we are. Yeah, yeah. No, we haven't messed up the intro at all. No, no, not at all. Well, I messed up the intro, let's be honest now. This is what happens, James, when I try and be healthy. Yes. Because I messed up the intro because I decided that it would be a good idea, while the music was playing, to eat a slice of mango. Yes. Forgetting that you'd not turn the mics off. Yep. Yep. So there was a lot of noises and yep. uh, and then, well, not quite swallowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> As he realized that the faders were still up. Yes. <laughs> this is the problem, James, because I wasn't looking at you and you were desperately... <laughs> Trying to wave your hands about and trying to show me what was what yes. was going on. Save the take, save the take, sir. No, no, he's ruined it. This is the <laughs> problem, mate. You, 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 were put, you would have put me off my mango. Mm. A mango is is vitally important for any good tabletop gamer. I mean, that, I mean that's the subject right there. <laughs> Why is mango so vitally important to tabletop gaming? Uh, I mean, not soon because I'd have to come up with an actual good argument for that because. <laughs> That was just a spur of the moment thing. But yes, how are you this week, James? It's your week off. It's the last day of my week off. It is the last day of your week. Have you had a good week off? I have had a relaxing week off. Good, good. Have you got up to much? No. Well, that's not good at all then, is no, it? No, but it was a relaxing week off. It was enjoyable because I did nothing. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you've got some games in there. I have got you some have. games. You didn't join me for a full day of gaming on Sunday. Though. I did not. Because you did some other social thing. Yes. Oh, social things. I mean, it's, it's rude, isn't it, really? Well, dear listeners, you will have noticed a nice big, uh, well, I guess a gap there as to why we just suddenly saw uh, the, the, the UPS man knocked at my door and... Us being us, we completely forgot what we were talking about, James. So, yes. how's your week been, James? I think that's what we were talking about. My week has been fine. We will redo this bit. And you, I didn't join you for a gay, uh, game day on Sunday because I had other social engagements. That's what we were talking about. That is about. exactly what we were talking about. Yes, indeed. What were your other social engagements, James, that were so much more important than joining me for a whole day of gaming? How do I phrase this? Does she listen? No. <laughs> then you're I was, okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a rugby game. That's the safest way to put it. Oh, okay. Was this one of the the, the really big UK games? No, no, it was a local one. Okay, fair enough. A no, it was a friend. Far more important. I have a friend who plays for the uh, for the women's team. Yeah, well, there you go. Was it was it a good game? Did we win? No. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> go Crawley! Yay! <laughs> she doesn't listen. Uh, there's 15 players on a team, so I'm not going to say that none of the others listened. It's possible. Yeah, yeah, well, you never know. <laughs> so I'm going to be safe and say, no, they didn't They gave have... it their best effort. They did indeed. Yes. The, the real question is, James, now I don't know much about sport because I don't like sport, but I know a little bit about rugby, and that is there's this game that they play right before the game starts in, in the bar. <laughs> Now, that, that's what I've been told where the game actually is, is in the bar afterwards. Is that correct? It's, there's a large drinking culture around <laughs> rugby. Yes, yes, there is. Well, there we go. I, I assume that was the game that you enjoyed. Okay, right. I'm, I'm with you now. <laughs> but other than that, nice I relaxing mean, week. I yeah, I was going to say the rest of it just did seem to involve the spending an hour and a half fighting over an egg-shaped egg ball. Yes, yes. I see. While I have this amazing physique for rugby, I just don't like the sport. Uh, and you know, you think I'm joking? I'm not. I, I'm I'm a large set man, and it would be like running into a wardrobe 
So I class myself as a very good rugby player. Not so much on the tackling side. I, I'm fine to be the one that gets tackled. So then, You want to be in the shield wall. I want to be in the shield. Yeah, the meat shield. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd be good at. <laughs> Other than that, James, you've had a, a good relaxing week. I have indeed. Ready to get back to the grind tomorrow and you're raring to go back to work, right? Yay. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. I, I've obviously haven't had a week off because otherwise we would have been Ayrson. Yes, next year. However, Jason. however next year. Let, let's talk about that James, next year because this week has been a damn good week. It has for all, all things round because you've had a week off. Yes, we've got in. Well, I especially have got a crazy amount of gaming in, and just last night. We booked our hotel for UK Games Expo. We did. And this very evening, we're going to be booking our hotels for Essen next year, are we not? Indeed. This is a damn good week. It is. It's a very good week. Should we talk about some of the games we've played? Let's talk about some of the games Let's we've played. The... Well, James, I'll let you go first, because you, you've played a few less than me. I have. But uh, I'm not going to highlight all the games I've played, because there was a lot of them. But uh, pick one that we've played, James. Let's talk about it. We have played... Masters of the Universe Clash of Eternia. Yes. Was it definitely Clash of Eternia? It was. I'm okay. looking at the box of the one we didn't play behind you. Oh, yes, because that's Fields of Eternia, not Clash. In fact, it's not Clash of Eternia. It's Clash for Eternia. But, you know, potatoes, potatoes. Yeah. That was both of our first time playing that game. Yes. What did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. Good, good. We, we were actually on the same team. We were playing Ant. Uh, playing against Ant, who was playing... As the evil, uh, was it Evelyn was his main character, wasn't it? Uh, it's Evelyn, Beast Man, and Lockjaw, if I remember correctly, were the three think, characters yeah. that he had, plus a lot of minions. Yes, yes, a hell of a lot of minions. They didn't last very long, though, those minions. No. And uh, we, we chose the super powerhouse team of Teela and Orko. Yeah. And Orko was surprisingly powerful. So was Teela. <laughs> But well, we kind of knew that though, didn't we? After the the latest series of revelations that Teela is basically a walking tank. Yep. Whereas Orko is a floating abomination. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's good at teleporting things. He is very good at teleporting things. But yeah, it, it, it's interesting. So people might not know what the difference between Clash for Eternia and Fields of Eternia are. Long story short, Clash for Eternia is the call me or not version that is. I suppose we should put in air quotes, meant to be mm. uh, exclusive to the United States and that sort of area. Whereas Fields of Eternia is the Archon Studio game that came out at the same time, but is exclusive to Europe. So Ant managed to get his hand on uh, Clash for Eternia. This is one I have wanted to play. Um, yeah, so basically it's one versus all, isn't it, in, in that game? Yeah, pretty much. So you've got a team... Uh, you and it does switch depending on which scenario you're playing, but yeah, it's basically a team of players versus the controller. Yeah, yeah. And I think our mission was we had to locate um, Prince Adam, Prince Adam, and rescue him, rescue him, get him off the board. If we did, we won. If we failed or Prince Adam died, uh, we lost. Yep, pretty simple. And that also answers the question that I'm sure a few listeners will have, which is, oh, you were playing a Masters of the Universe game. Why wasn't one of you playing as He-Man? Because he was the objective. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and as with everything, we like to, well, I especially like to create, create a rather big cluster and make games as difficult as possible. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, so I, I thought uh, choosing a weak character like Orko would have really stopped us, but... I think we, we, we figured out quite quickly that once we started unlocking powers and I unlocked the teleport option, yeah, which was 
stupidly powerful because we were. Ba- I was able to teleport not just myself, but anyone within four spaces of me. Yep. with me up to four spaces, so we were just teleporting all around the board and getting round, round his minions and stuff without barely having any combat. Yep. So, and yeah. when there was combat, my God, Taylor's a machine. Yes, <laughs> indeed, indeed. But uh, yeah, we are going to be playing a few more games of that. Yeah, I look, I look forward to that. I look forward to giving some of the other characters a yes a, a try. Maybe playing as the villains because, like I said, depending on the scenario, the controllers can play as the heroes or the villains, Indeed, depending yeah. on the scenario. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that. Yeah, uh, we won't have to wait too long, which is good. Mm. Uh, and I can well believe that we'll probably do a game highlight episode of that at some point. And at some point, I am probably going to try and learn the rules for Fields of Eternia. But uh, it's it's a big rule book, <laughs> and there's lots of stuff. So, I mean, just as a thing, what, like well, you've already had a bit of a sort of background on the game, but what is the main difference? Because Clash Clash for Eternia is a skirmish game. It's far more of a skirmish game, yeah. So what what Fields of Eternia? Again, I haven't played it yet, but from what I can gather, it's it's far more dudes on a map, area control, that kind of stuff. Um, you've got a nice big board, which is obviously Eternia with all the different sections in it, uh, and you control a character, and I believe you have minions of your own, which you can uh, use to dot about the board. But it is it looks like a more in-depth version of something like Inish, I would say. Okay. Um, without you know, the card drafting and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it looks interesting. I haven't really paid that much attention. Yeah, to yeah. It. So they are different games then, effectively. Yes, very, very different games. I'd actually say, because Archon Studios actually released... Masters of the Universe Battleground as well, which is a skirmish game. So I'm at, I'm now interested to try that and actually see how different that is from the Call Me or Not game. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the games we played this week, James. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about one that I played on the Sunday that you weren't there. Now, this one is one that I'm going to get you to play because I really enjoyed it and I know it's a theme that you'll go for. It was called Robot Quest Arena. Now, this is in all but intellectual property, you know, Robot Wars. Uh-huh. That's essentially what it was. But it was a much more cutesy version of it. You had nice little robot meeple, uh, meeples, robot miniatures, which you were sending around a battleground, fighting other robots, last robot standing wins. That's the base. That's, that's it, really. But it, it's done through deck building. Okay. So you start with a, with a deck of essentially power batteries, and those batteries are your actions. And <clears throat> also your currency for the game, because there's obviously cards that you can purchase in order to increase your deck. And that's, that's kind of... It's a deck builder with some miniatures. That's basically what it was. Um, and it just it just flowed really nicely, to be honest. And and the whole time, all I had going through my head was, was Craig Childs, you know... <laughs> his voice coming in my head, getting really excited about the carnage of these robots fighting. And then of course, the, when we start in the round, it was the three, two, one activate, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. I was being oh, very sad. See, I know we're British here, but the minute you said Craig Charles, it's like, Oh yes. For our American listeners, it would have obviously have been Mick Foley because he was the yeah. American presenter. It was. Yes. And mainly because I remember going to see robot wars, uh, in Earl's court, when I was about 14. Yeah, yeah. And them having to do the... Everything twice. Yeah, so the the battle only happened once, yeah. but obviously they had two... The, two Craig, Craig Charles yeah. would come out and do his bit, 
and then go off, and then Mick Foley would come out and do his bit, yeah. and then go off. So now the question is here, James, because there's always a fight between British and American TV shows. Mm. Bearing in mind that this was basically the same show with a different presenter. Yeah. Which presenter did you prefer? Oh, difficult though, because Craig Charles was on home turf. He was, but if if you if you took away the home field advantage, which one did you prefer? Probably Mick Foley. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I might have to watch some of his stuff and see if I agree with that. I always love Craig Charles. I mean, his lack, you know, his lack of appearance in this latest series, yeah, you know, mm. where he was replaced by Dara O'Brien, comedian. For those that don't know, I just I couldn't get into it because there was just it lacked that excitement. Yeah, but um, yeah. Any anyway, back to the game. Um, <coughs> it, yeah, uh, what do you like? Do you like the sound of that game? I do. I'm interested yeah. to try it. It would be really cool. Like I mean, like I said, it's a very cutesy Japanesey style. I guess kind of think of like Big Hero Six, where you've yep. got the battle bots, but obviously some of their battle bots are quite brutal. Yeah, these are quite cutesy little ones, but that that sort of style. Um, but yeah, they were pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. I happen to have some of the really old Robot Wars toy sets. Yep. Where it's got some of the old house robots in it. And they're actually the same size as the ones that come in the game. And I actually said, while we were playing, I was like, do you know what this is missing? It's missing some house robots. Yep. I I, I do remember that from Robot Wars thinking that was a little unfair because it's like obviously you've got like they're like universities that used to go on it yeah. and obviously they've spent their years budget building this thing and they've just come on like, oh yeah here's Sir Kill a lot yep yep oh yeah the rules are you're not actually allowed to attack the house robots but they are happily allowed to attack you at whim yeah I believe in the later series they they sort of eased up on that a bit, didn't they? That like you had to do something wrong for the house robots to come and attack you. Yeah, because it's just sort of like, yeah, this guy, you know, it's a killer lot. I remember being the big bad one, but you had Sergeant Bash. Yep, yeah, with the flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matilda with the chainsaw in the yeah backside. It's just like. Is poor university students spent a year's budget building this robot oh, so to take on other robots yeah. in that class, and it's like here's the house robots that if you go near them, they're just going to annihilate yeah. you. See that I understood. I, I sort of understood a little bit because it's like, oh well, at least you know it's a university that's paid for it. It's when you got the dad and son team that you come <laughs> along, and the son's sitting there in an interview going, "Yeah, I spent my entire year's pocket money building this." And 30 seconds later, it's completely annihilated, on fire, in pieces, strewn about the arena. <laughs> Although, wasn't there what, a, a hypnodesk? I remember being yes. brutal. Yeah. But there was the one that had the really powerful flipper, I think, actually Chaos took, two. Yeah, took one of them down. Because it yeah. like, it, the, yeah, everyone was like, oh, no, here comes one of the, oh, my God, it's flipped the house robot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy good. But yes. James, we're going to be playing that game soon. Yep. I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, just, it. just from that little segment, you might have worked out that we might be fans of Robot Wars. Yes, we like Robot Wars, definitely. I really miss the original. But yes, that was Robot Quest Arena. Really look forward to playing that again. I'm going to have to borrow that from Paul because it's Paul's game. Um, but it was a Kickstarter that delivered just last week. So yeah, great fun. James, next game. Project Elite. Yes, 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 yes. Now, there was a reason we played Project Elite, but James. Yes. How did that game go? <laughs> Surprisingly well. It did go well, but it was only right at the end that we realised because it's been, what, over a year? Yep. Since we last played that game that we may have got some of the rules ever so slightly wrong. Yes, just a little bit. And we may have given ourselves just a little bit of an advantage there. Yeah. 
So I think we might need to fix that and try it again. Yes. But uh, yes, did you enjoy it, James? Because it was a bit of a cluster. We introduced two new people yes. to the game. Both coming from a Warhammer background. Yes. And I believe my selling point to them was, this game will show you how Tyranids should be played. Yes. <laughs> Uh, how did it go? Did, did they enjoy it? I think they did. Yeah. I think yeah. they both enjoyed it. So, uh, I mean, we've not talked about Project Elite on here before. We thought we had. Uh, and it turns out we haven't. And uh, that will be rectified in the coming weeks, hopefully, because that's one of the reasons we wanted to play it again. But do we want to play it again, James, before before we do that review? Because Oh, yes. I we, we feel we do. Yeah, we got the rules wrong, so that's a definite yes. Yeah, we, ne- <laughs> we definitely need to get those rules right before we you know, remember exactly what we do and don't like about that game. But yeah, it, it was fun. I, I've always liked Project Elite, the, the the crazy dice rolling, stuff like that. And this is irony, really, because we talked about our things that put us off games a few weeks ago, and obviously real-time games is one of my top five mm. that I don't like, whereas Project Elite falls heavily in that. Yeah, I love that game. I do. So yeah... Look forward to playing Project Elite a little bit more in the coming weeks. But another game that we played, or in fact, I'll do another one that I played uh, on Sunday. It was my first time playing Ticket to Ride London. Now, I've played Ticket to Ride before. But this is my first time playing one of the smaller box Ticket to Rides. And Ticket to Ride London, which is obviously the train game, Ticket to Ride London is about London buses. So, interesting game it is basically normal ticket to ride small version much quicker it was only 20 minutes for the game um you've not played ticket to ride have you no i managed to mainly because i think you you're the one introducing me to all these games i seem to have skipped all the quote-unquote gateway games yes yes you did yeah um but you've played uh, on the underground which is a fairly similar concept um, obviously, Ticket to Ride is is basically the same. You're creating lines with your your trains, um, and in this case, buses. That, that's literally the only difference that I could see, other than smaller map, smaller components, smaller box, smaller price tag. Not too bad. Would play it again. Don't intend on owning it. Ticket to Ride London. Uh, should we talk about one more game, James, that we've played? Yeah, go on, Jace. Okay, okay. Uh, another game that we played just last week with Anthony was Pyramido. Yes. Now, do you remember much about Pyramid? I do. Yes? Pray tell us what your thoughts on Pyramido are, James, because I'll be honest with you, I don't remember much, but I think it's because I lost. Yes. Ah, okay, cool. Tell us about Pyramido, James. Uh, py- I didn't win, if anyone <laughs> <coughs> You're building a pyramid, Jason. Oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think it's... I'm testing my memory now, but I think it's, like, it's basically like domino-shaped yep. pieces. Yeah. And your base base layer can be, I think it's either five by four or four by five. Yeah, yeah. And you're going one in every time, so you're making a pyramid out of yeah, these things. And yeah. it's, it's basically pattern layout, isn't it? You're trying to match the colours. Yeah. And- I remember it being fairly similar to the likes of Acropolis and Roman a Day. You know, you're, you're trying to create large clusters of one of the colours. Yeah, and with then, the score. And, and then you times the amount of square... Uh, there's like symbols, isn't there, within those colours? Yeah. So your score for that area would be the amount of those symbols that are in that area, the, the connected area. But then when that's the first round, and then the second round you're building on top yep. of that layer, so you're actually covering the majority of the board. Yep. But if you've got if you've got it overlapping, yeah, then it counts. Then it would count, and you score it up again for the next round. 
So yeah, that that that's my recollection of it and and what I remember. I remember enjoying it. Yeah. But I do feel like I need to play it more because I I just don't remember much else of it. Mm. Um what was there anything that stood out to you that you, you liked? No, like you said, the comparison with things like Roman a day and uh, Acropolis, very similar. Like you mm. said, it's that multiplier of colour by symbols yeah. to get your scoring. But the fact that it can cascade when you get up up several, yeah, like to the third or fourth layer, it can cascade down the side as mm. well. So it's surprisingly thinky. Yeah, As I think definitely knowing how it plays. I would play things slightly different. Oh, yeah. I would have taken his advice that he gave both of us and <laughs> saved those retiling things until the third or fourth layer. Yeah, because that, that was the thing, wasn't it? At some point, you, you've got, I think it's three yeah. um, double-sided, basically, bits of card, which you could place over one of the sides of a, of the domino piece, if you like, yeah. to change its, its fascia. Uh, which might benefit you in later rounds. Neither of us uh, took that advice. No, we put them all on the bottom layer and then covered them. Yeah. Um, and I, I do I do think Ant was right. Yeah, there's a hold at least two of them, I think, for, for later rounds. Um, but yeah, Pyramido. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I don't remember much of it. I definitely want to play it again. Maybe we'll talk about it in the future. Who knows? Yes. Who knows? Yes, yes. We seem to be talking about a lot of Ant's games recently. We do. we've been enjoying playing. We do. Although... On the subject of Kickstarters turning up, which you mentioned earlier, it was like, yes. there's a lovely little pile sitting <laughs> on the table here, Jason. Do you want to talk about that briefly? I guess we could. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, Essen was last week. So first and foremost, I'm going to talk about uh, my Essen purchases that I managed to do while not even there. Yes. So uh, first off, first and foremost, a big thank you to Simon of Board Stupid for picking some games up for me. One of the games we've been most in looking forward to, James... Sky Team. Yes. The two-player game Sky Team. It is now in my possession. It is sat right by the side of us, teasing us with its two-player goodness, yes. knowing full well that we're not going to be able to play it this evening. Mm. But we will likely play it at some point this week. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I now have Sky Team. I also have a game that I didn't... Well, I say a game. An expansion that I hadn't planned on uh, on buying, but I now have the expansion for Ark Nova as well. Of the Marine Worlds expansion, James, are you looking forward to that one? I am. I, I said this as, as a joke when you first heard. It. I was like, "That's a considerably smaller box than the base game." It, it well, it really is, isn't it? It is crazy small that one. Um, but there's not as much in it. So no, no yeah. but it's just big, 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 big box, tiny little tiny box, tiny little box. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Marine Worlds for Ark Nova. I've got just an hour ago, James. I had Taiwan Night Market turned up. Yep. Um, what I didn't know about that game is it's actually a three to four player game, so need to make sure we get some uh, some plays of that. And also two expansions for the Die of the Dead has also turned up this week. Yes. Which is marvellous because it's a game that we both like. Very, very lightweight game. However, from reading some of the rules, I've not had a proper read of them, but it looks like this is going to make the game a little bit more in-depth. So that could be interesting. Maybe we'll do that. Mm. And um, yeah, as as we discussed, the uh, the UPS man knocked on our door as we, literally as we started recording. And I haven't opened this package yet, but I know what it is. Mm. This is my lovely printed MDF insert for Starship Captains. Which means, James, that once I've built this this weekend, we need to get Starship Captains to the table. Yes, we do. I'm so upset about that. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
I don't like that game. You know, dreading the thought. Terrible. Dreading, dreading, dreading the thought. Indeed, we were going to play it tonight because you know, spoiler. Today is actually uh, game night. Yeah, we're recording on a different day. Uh, Anthony will be arriving in approximately an hour's time, I believe. Um, but yeah. We were going to be playing that tonight, but I wanted my insert already to help with the setup and teardown. Yes, and it only arrived, like I said, well, <laughs> thirty minutes ago. Ironically, yes, I am uh, uh, on the subject of Anthony turning up this evening. I am playing play playing the role of temp- tempter this evening with uh, a rule <laughs> yes. book this evening. It's he it sort of mentioned it to me last week when we were playing he was sort of umming and ahhing about it yeah. and i just sort of oh i'll bring the rule book over so you can have a look at it yeah. and it's just sort of you can thank me later games workshop yeah so what what are you showing him <laughs> it is season? the warhammer horus heresy rule book oh so he's been talking about 30k has he yeah oh yeah anthony that's a rabbit hole you don't want to go it down. is a rabbit hole but you know who am i to <laughs> stop somebody from jumping into a rabbit hole of their own choosing well, I mean, he is coming with us to Expo and Essen next year, so don't, don't get him into an expensive hobby, James. He's already got one. I'm sure his wife will love you forever. <laughs> hey, I did nothing except show him a book. Yeah, you've tried that excuse with me a few times, James. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> and you know full well it is. You're, you're a sick and twisted enabler, is what you are. <laughs> so, James, quick update for the viewers. We talked a couple of weeks ago, it might have been last week, about Distilled. Yes, we did. Uh, and I said that I wanted to buy the game. Yes. And have, I, I would like to confirm that I have not... Have not? ...bought the game. I'm genuinely surprised. I thought that was leading into I have indeed purchased the game and it's on its way. <laughs> I have not purchased the game. I am showing extreme restraint in the hope that my my family will ch- you know, chip together to buy it for my birthday. Um, because if they don't, I am going to disown them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think that would be a justified response. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I've, it, it, I never ask for anything for my birthday. You know, in fact, I actively try and put people off buying things for my birthday. So it should tell you how much I want this thing. If you then decide not to club together on it, how dare you? How very dare you indeed. I fully understand. Just for the record, I'm not that much of a... <laughs> Of, 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 of a so-and-so but uh <laughs> but yes james i also said that i was going to try and convince you to buy it james have you bought it no excellent damn <laughs> do you know why i haven't bought it jason why have because we just bought hotels for expo and tonight we're buying hotels for for us oh yeah no, 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 <laughs> that's a fair comment that is a fair comment um Oh, I'm looking around for, for hints of every, anything else I'm supposed to be talking about. Yes, James, there is something we need to talk about. We have a competition coming up, don't we? We do have a competition. We do. We've had our lips. Is it because I was just staring <laughs> at that box? Because I was staring at that box thinking, we haven't played that for a while. We need to play that. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're not going to tell. Let's not give too much away, James. There is a competition coming, and I would like lots of our listeners to get involved with it. We have some... Uh, how can we do this with being mysterious? We have some promo cards for a certain game that we have talked about in the past. Uh, I'm excited to do this, but we want to do a nice little sort of interesting competition, shall we say, to to give these out. They're going to be totally free to anyone who wins it, but I'm thinking something like, I don't know, take pictures of you playing the game in question or maybe take some pieces from that game out into the, the woods and take some pictures of of 
the pieces in the woods or something fun like that. What do we think? Mm. Do you reckon that'd be interesting? Yeah. Post them to us on social media, you know, all that hashtag stuff, you know, hashtagging the the the, the, uh, the makers of the game and stuff like that. But that will hopefully be announced, I believe, next week. Next week. Next week. And we'll run the competition for, say, two, three weeks. And then uh, about a week after that, I will post out the, the promo cards to whoever wins. Because it'll just be a randomised thing. We're not going to pick like the best pictures or anything. But, yeah. you know, they'll all be submitted and then we'll use a randomizer, and that'll just pick the names. But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. Um, hopefully we've been mysterious enough for you to keep an eye on the social media to know when we announce that competition. But mysterious stuff aside, James, shall we jump into this week's topical discussion? Yeah, let's do it, Jason. Let us do it indeed. Oh, nearly, nearly had it on the wrong soundboard there, James. As you were, as you were doing, let's do it indeed. I was just frantically trying to change the soundboard but anyway i managed to do it and no one knew any otherwise until i told them that it had happened mm. today's recording is it's a bit slapdash it's a bit slapdash <laughs> isn't it <laughs> but james what are we talking about today do you losing. know losing yes we are talking about losing this is a subject just for you sir i know i, I am a veritable expert on this topic <laughs> So this is going to be a James episode indeed. We were joking about this last night, weren't we? How, you know, South Park do that whole Butters dedicated episode. And now this is our turn for the James dedicated episode. And for the first one, we're talking about losing. Losing, yes. <laughs> Something I do exceptionally well. So James, as such an exceptional person at losing, how do you do it, sir? How do you do it? I don't know, because... <laughs> Quite often when I do it, I'm actually in a position to win, and then I get pipped at the post at the last minute. <laughs> you do. You do indeed. And that, that is where the skill comes in. It I is. Think, you know, it? it takes a lot of skill to lose the game by, like, a couple of points. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we joke about you losing, James. It, it's, it's not about winning, it's but at the not. same time, losing is a bit demoralising, wouldn't you think? It, it depends. Okay. On what? Well, how bad I pummel you into the ground. I'm sorry, sir, but you are. You're, you're, are, you, are, you, are you are you not on a bit of a losing streak at the moment? I am, James, because that is ultimately what has uh, caused this, this, this episode. While I like to take the mickey out of you for losing all the time, I am indeed on a losing streak. And I don't like it. You don't like it. So I need your expert advice, James, on how I deal with such just... How, how, how you how you deal with the crippling despair of being beaten week in and week out? Exactly, exactly. I feel like I've gone ten rounds with Mike Tyson on a weekly basis. Yep. You know, I feel like my life is over and that I should just give up gaming forever. So, James, please tell me how do you continue to game when you just lose all the time? Despite the fact that you've been beating me quite a bit recently. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I'd get it in there. there yeah, yeah. There's, there, there, there's. There you the, go. He, he said that begrudgingly. I did. It hurt. It hurt. <laughs> that that was twenty rounds with Mike Tyson yeah, in yeah, one yeah. go. So yeah, yeah. James, talk. I, know, talk I mean, to in, in all seriousness, I think the reason, the reason I've, I've never, I've, I, I've genuinely never been one of those persons. Oh no, it's all about winning. I must win. Mm. So it's enjoyable for me because I think it's because of the game group we play with. Yeah. The games are fun, and even when I lose, it's not 
I'm not coming dead last most of the time. Yeah. I'm just not winning. Yeah. And the games are always really close. Not mm. like someone's been left behind in the in the dirt. Like I said, you know, it's for the most part, the games that we've played, there's been only a few points between first and last place. Yeah, it's very true, yeah. Uh, and that's what makes the games enjoyable. If the, if the overall experience of the game is enjoyable, ultimately it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I do agree with that. And, and let's be honest, at some point, we all lose. Yeah. We all lose. It's, it's statistical... Uh, what's the word? It's statistically guaranteed at some point is going to happen. Of course it is. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, like, like I said, it's not about winning, but I have to admit, you know, as uh, I don't like to seem big headed when we're talking about winning and losing because, you know, yes, the, the truth of the matter is I do win quite a lot. Uh, but by the same token, I play probably quite a lot more games than everyone else in our group. Yeah. So I'm kind of more accustomed to playing, you know, to know, to knowing pretty quickly what the best path to victory might be, you know. And of course I'm going to take advantage of that. That's that's, that's a benefit to having the the brain that I have as as small as it is. You know. <laughs> but the tr- you know, then the truth really is that if I do lose, it does affect me, but not like ends my world or anything like that but i do just sort of sometimes think oh well i I put a lot of effort into that yeah and it didn't work you know why didn't it work and it just makes me question myself you know but really should i be doing that because i mean it's just a game it is just a game i mean it depends on how you look yeah because questions like that will help you be a better gamer yeah for sure it's like okay why didn't my strategy work Mm. you know there's nothing wrong with that well you know was it you were just defeated by chance you know if, if the game's got random elements in there you could have the best strategy in the world but if the yeah. dice don't go your way then the dice don't go your way yeah that sort of thing um i find as well it's a it's a lot easier i think that's the right way to phrase it it's a lot easier to lose in board games than it was say in the tabletop games which is yeah. where i came from because a lot of tabletop games are very unforgiving if you make a mistake yeah it's not when it's not losing by a little bit. It is, you know, you might be, yeah. Sw- uh, you know, depending on the army you're playing, you might be swept off the table in turn one if you make a mistake. Yeah, and I've seen it happen. Of course, yeah. you know, so, and that that is demoralising. Yeah. See, so, I mean, where you know, you you've probably played war games sooner than me, but you know, we we've both not played them for a long time. But you know, did you used to lose quite a lot? while playing them or, or, or did you have a I'd better say, chance because I know when we used to play fantasy together yeah because you didn't actually own a fantasy army you were using my armies and again I knew the armies inside and out because I built them yeah but I, did you I had a better the, winning ratio you had a better winning ratio but I would still say it's a 60-40 split in wargaming as to army and strategy and luck because yes. there's so much dice rolling it's yeah. you know it's like it's like this joke. was before the the era of everything had dice mitigation. Yeah, in in wargaming, wasn't it? Yeah, well before that. <laughs> so yeah, you could have the best strategy going, and you could have the world's winning list. But if the dice aren't on your side that day, yeah, it's not going to perform for you. Yeah. See, I never used to find myself getting quite so. I I'm making this sound like I get really upset with losing board games. I really don't. But. You know, I didn't feel like losing a war game affected me 
as much as say losing a a board game where I've put a lot of thought into my strategy and it didn't work. You know, so did you ever find that there was a there is a difference between the two? Yeah, for me it was the other way around. Like I've spent all that time building my list, sort of going, is the I've got a plan. I know my opponent sent me their list. I know what they're playing. I've yeah. sent them my list. I've got, I think I know how this game's going to go. Mm. And it just hasn't gone that way. And it's just, oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, would you say that that is quite similar to how I react with regards to board games? Yeah. Because you have put strategy and, and planning in place for your, for your war game session. Yeah. Whereas I've done the same, but with a board game. You know, do, do you reckon that that's the coalition there? Uh, you know, yeah, it's how much. Consider- if you've put a lot of effort into planning what you're going to do and then it doesn't pay off, yeah, you're going to be a bit demoralised. But again, it's that learning experience. It's, it's then sitting down and going, okay, why didn't it work? Yeah. And is it something I can change or were the dice just not with me today? Yeah. Did you ever find, because these are all things that happen to me, you know, uh, fairly regularly. In fact, we've talked about my... <sighs> issues with burnout within the hobby quite a bit you know it happens fairly regularly um it's it's not happened for a long time which is great but do you think that there's some kind of connection between the burnout that i may have i may be having to maybe it's coming at the end of a losing streak or maybe there's a particular game that i was really insistent that i was going to win and then i didn't and then you know do you think that might have caused my burnout i think burnout Mike, in two ways, I think that is correct, but I think burnout might be a symptom of of that kind mm. of thing because you're not yeah. thinking a bit about the games maybe as much as you think you are. Yeah, and then you're losing, then you're getting frustrated, which is leading to burnout, and it's a vicious circle. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with with that because I, I do find that if I'm going on a particularly nasty losing streak, you know, it, I find it definitely much harder to motivate myself to to get get around a table to play a game mm. you know I, it's not that it will put me off of playing a game but it, it definitely feels like i would struggle to then play a game especially if it's a game i know i lose at all the time yet i sit here asking myself is there a type of game that i would always play if i am on a losing streak that maybe i won't feel quite so downhearted at if I lose, like let's say a party game, for example, I couldn't care less. Yeah, about party games, but w- is that a good game for me to play if I'm on, say, a bad losing streak instead of playing something that maybe will it be a bit more intensive? Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like you're talking about strategies not paying off, and it's sort of like I don't know how you feel about it, but yeah, if every decision you've made in that game has just led from bad to worse, yeah, that's probably a bit demoralising, but. I'd actually be more okay with the loss if the game, like you said, when, when when you've only been beaten by a few points where it's like, okay, the game's gone pretty much how I thought it would be, but yeah. last round, somebody's done something and they've just pipped me to it. It's like, okay, so this strategy is about 98% complete. Mm. Why did it go wrong at the end? Yeah. Now, I'm actually more excited about that loss because I'm now thinking about it. It's like, okay, yeah. why did it go wrong at the end? And I'm so close to a good strategy here. It's like, okay, why did it fall apart at the end? Yeah. How could I fix that? Most of this strategy seems to work. Okay. So you said something interesting that I definitely picked up on. Um, We've talked about in the past about games that we really enjoy um, that we've then thought about quite a lot Mm. afterwards. 
Would you say that you think about games more after you've lost? In that instance, as you just said, if you've only lost by a few points. Definitely. You've also stated that happens quite a lot with you. Do you find that you actually think about games a lot more afterwards if you've lost than if you'd won? Absolutely. Okay. Is there a reason? Or is it just because... Yeah, because of that thing of... Well, I was almost there. So why, why, why what happened at the end yeah. there? Was it chance or like I said, or did I mess up at something yeah. and can I fix that? And what if I'd done this at the end instead of that? Would that have paid off? Yeah. That's what, you know. You just- so you're saying you would think about it more because you're, you're trying to think of a new strategy for the next time you play the game. Whereas if you've just really enjoyed the game and you've won it, it's just kind of like, that was a damn good game. I yeah. really enjoyed this happening and this happening. But then once you've thought about the game, it's done. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, again, you know, the flip side to you saying that, you know, you're making it sound out like you, you've you've got to win all the time and that's not the case. It's like, when I say I lose quite a bit, it's like, it doesn't mean I'm not competitive. It's just, yeah. I'm just not fussed if, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to flip the table and be salty about it. As if, everyone if it, should be. If it yeah. doesn't pay off, yeah, I'd rather learn from that loss. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree that I actually find a lot of enjoyment from losing. But as I said, I do find sometimes I just sort of like the following day, for example, I'll be at work and I'll just be like, oh, I lost that game last night. I shouldn't really have lost it. That was, you know, I had a good strategy. What the hell yeah. went wrong? And like you said, is it, you know, am I actually down about it? Or is it because, no, like you're saying, no, I'm actually got my brain working ready yeah. for the I next mean, time? The only time in both board games and war gaming that I, I was like that is when I know I messed up. Mm. You know, it was a silly mistake. I know I did it and I shouldn't. I'm more, I'm, I'm more experienced than that. So yeah. why did I make that? So, you know, whether it, whether it's tiredness or something else, you've overlooked something mm. that you really shouldn't have. Right. And that's caused you to lose. And, it's sort of, and then that's more of a frustration with my, like, idiot. Yeah. It's not not the game. It's not the say. game. It's not the other players. It, it's totally my fault. And it's not like, that is totally avoidable. Yeah. You're more experienced than this idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair play. At least you can admit it. Pretty much. And it's sort of like, yeah, that, that, that's the times I tend to get a bit sort of... <sighs> yeah. Because it's like, you shouldn't be making silly mistakes like that. No. No, definitely. Um, so would you... One, one thing I've always wondered... Um, and it's definitely something that I've made a mistake with in the past, I think, is when I have been suffering from burnout or, or whatever, I've, I've, I've gone on a losing streak, and I've ended up taking time away from games. Mm. Uh, and I was, you know, I, I think to myself, that's a really good idea. You know, let's take, a, let's take a break from gaming, and then we'll come back, and we'll be all refreshed and ready to go again. But then I find it hard to get the engine started again, you know, because I've taken a break after let's be honest, getting a bit down in the dumps about the fact that everything I do is going to to, to pot. Um, and yeah, I, I just need a refresh. Yeah, I reset. Do you think it's a, a, a wise idea to take time away from games if you're coming off of that kind of mindset? Yes, I still do. I, it, it's always hard, I suppose, to get back into things no matter what it is when you take a break. Mm. But it is that sort of motivate. It's like, you know, it's like when you... When you have a rest week from the gym, yeah, that first session back's always an uphill struggle, yeah. But in the end, it's done you good to have that rest week, yeah. 
And sometimes I think gamers are exactly the same. It's like rather than waiting for the burnout, you know, the, the gym metaphor is actually quite a good one. Rather than waiting for the burnout to happen, mm. have a rest week. Yeah, so you want to preempt the burnout. Yeah, well, it's not like, you know, they, you know, for totally different reasons. But for the gym, it's supposed to be four weeks in the gym, have a rest week. Mm. Okay. Maybe you should adopt something else as gamers. Like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a month of gaming, have a week off. Yeah. Rest the brain. Relax. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I, I sort of, I feel like as gamers, unless you're really, really lucky, or what I would deem as quite lucky, we generally have time off between games anyway, don't we? Because no, yeah. and like I said, unless you're very, very lucky, you're not gaming every single day. You know, we definitely don't. We're, we're lucky if we get two at a push, three game nights or days in a week. Yeah. You but know? it's not, it, like we've just been saying, it's switching the mind off as well as not mm. physically gaming. It's like, because I, I know, because we've spoken about this, even though we only game sort of two or three times a week, yeah. you're thinking about it, yeah. which means you're not really switching off and just got to go, no, I need to relax. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I I've, I kind of feel like I, I don't switch off from gaming because, yeah, we may only game two or three times a week, whatever, but you know, the, then, there's, then there's the podcast, which is gaming related. Yeah. I need to talk about the game, which means I need to think about the game. And then... You know, for me, I, I have to think about the editing of, of said podcast. I have to think about the marketing of said podcast. So, yeah, I do have a lot of gaming going on all the time. May not be sat down playing a game, but, you know, always thinking something to do with gaming. You know, and, and I, I definitely struggle more with that if I am on a losing streak. So, you know, I know you don't personally have to worry about that, and I make sure that you don't have to worry about that. But... Sometimes it is just sort of like, well, how the hell does James get through all this, you know, when he's just constantly losing? I mean, there are other <laughs> things as well. It's like, depends on how serious I'm taking the game. Because, you know, sometimes it's just funny to go, I haven't really built a strategy. Uh, we're going that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how this pans out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, you know, th those are the mo those are the ones that I tend to lose horrifically. But yeah, yeah it's. <laughs> Sometimes I like to be that little ball of chaos in everyone's plan. Indeed. It's like everyone's built their strategy. They're expecting this, this, and this to happen. What are they not expecting to happen? <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm going to do. <laughs> so I've, I've one more question for you, James. Um, and I, th I think you've semi-touched on it already, but just to clarify on it, do you feel like there is a big difference between losing and losing? And when I say that... I know what you mean. Uh, I'm talking about coming second, third in a game as opposed to coming dead last it's not in even, every game. I, I don't even think, like you said, it's, I don't even think it's about coming dead last. It's the gap mm. between yeah. first and last. You know, like regularly, because our game group knows each other so well, the gap between first and last place is touching distance where it genuinely anyone could have won that game yeah it came down to the last turn so say for example that if, close. if we were talking about say smartphone ink for example and I, i'm using smartphone for a very specific reason the score point on that game goes up to like 500 and something it was distilled. say, so, say it was someone distilled. comes in at 400 and you come in at 100 yeah well Do you've you been feel... absolutely annihilated basically yeah that that is demoralizing it's demoralizing uh, so if that was you how would you, what would you do to try and get over that demoralizing loss? I'd probably be itching to play the game again. Yeah. Because I would then be sitting there going, okay, what, what, 
what did I do so wrong? Mm. Yeah. And it, say, hypothetically, say we then did play it again and it happened again. You yep. played it again and it happened again. Say three or four times in a row. It basically happened every single time. Would you say that maybe... I mean, I, I think obviously you need to take time away from that game specifically. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but do I, I, you think you then need to play a lesser game not so to much. try and build or a, a different up? game? Okay, a different game, definitely. But yeah, it's like all right, if you've done that four or five times in a row, it's like perhaps this is not my game. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean... And it happens to the best of us. There are just games that we just don't get on with. Yeah, you have a fair few, actually, that you don't don't get on with, let's be honest. They're usually dexterity-based. Yes. (laughs) Ah, dear. I mean, off the top of your head, James, is there a particular game that you would say that you just outright dislike? Cupcake Academy. And I've only played it once. (sighs) That was enough. Memory and dexterity. Yeah. Yeah. Never a great mix, is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think for I me. have that game anymore from what I remember. But um, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't think of any games that I would say that I've been demoralized to the point that I wouldn't want to play again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Cupcake Academy for me was just not fun. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably the only one. Yeah. Was that not fun because of the lo- the loss in that game, or was it just because of the game? It's the game itself. Yeah, obviously, dexterity and memory. All, all joking aside, those are probably the two worst things. <laughs> so uh, we'll uh, have to find some more dexterity and memory games then, James, so that we can both be miserable together. Yep. Uh, yes. Because um, um, other games, like, you know, we discussed this in the episode with about mechanics, and dexterity was obviously one of mine. Yeah. But at the same time, I do quite enjoy games like Cobra Poor, which yes. is a dexterity game, because the group I play it with, it's still fun, even though I'm not very good at it. I'm amazed you class it as fun, James, because you nearly always come away with like fractured or broken fingers playing with me. Oh, this is for the rare occasion where one of us manages to get you. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. It becomes less about getting the points, and (laughs) (laughs) this is going to make me sound horrifically bad. It's less about getting the things, and it's more about breaking your fingers. Yeah. (laughs) Because if one of us manages to hit you, it's like, yes, moral victory. (laughs) Didn't get the piece, but yeah, we broke his fingers. Excellent. (laughs) No, it's, you know, it's been an interesting episode, an interesting discussion. I mean, I'm looking at here. Here is classic one. Flashpoint. Okay. Yeah. That is a game where I, you know, because it's a team-based game, that is a game that regularly beats us badly. Yes. Yet we still play it. True. Because it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Because even though we lose, it's enjoyable. Yeah. But would you say, though, that you don't suffer from the, the losing effects of that because you lose together? You're not actually losing to a player. Yeah, I mean, there is that aspect of it because it's a co-op game. Yeah, you know. Rather than a versus game. Um, Yeah, for a lot of them, because I think I'm also more at peace with a lot of the games we play, like the strategy ones, where technically I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And that's the other thing. It's like, like I said earlier, you know, I get more frustrated with myself when I've made mistakes. But if if we're playing Scythe and I've lost that, Mm. and I've gone back and analysed and gone, technically didn't do anything wrong, your strategy was just better yeah yeah that's fair you know i'm more at peace with that it's like you were just the better player and yeah. it's you know next time you play it i'll have to sort of try a different path to victory yeah 
No, see that that is a good way to be, and and, and you know we've talked about it a little bit. I don't, I'm I'm not super affected when when I lose a game. Same as I'm not a particularly you know poor winner. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, winner or anything like, like that. I, I still maintain that your gaming group itself is a big asset to that. Again, because a lot of players will then talk after yeah. the game, and you know the person who won, if they did win tremendously, if you're in a decent gaming group, will actually turn around and explain how. how. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've I've heard it a few times, and you know, again, we joked about it as to why we're having this conversation. I have actually talked to people in the past that have have actually said, "Yeah, I don't play these games because I always lose." So, well, you know, it, it's worrying that the potentially losing all the time could actually put you off the hobby. So, I do feel that having a discussion about losing it and actually staying on top of your emotions when you lose is actually quite important. Yep. So I, I genuinely feel, if, if anyone out there really does feel like they lose all the time, you know, think about what we've said, um, as I do, as I will. Um, I am affected. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that I am affected if I do lose a game, but not in a particularly negative way. I do lose quite a lot, as much as we joke that uh, it's actually James that loses all the time. Um, my win ratio is still better than James's. So all that... All the time that that is the case, I will be a happy man. Not fudging those numbers at all, are you, Jay? I'm not fudging those numbers at all, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have to trust you to input those stats. Yeah. yeah. Was well, this the thing, Joe? If you had the app yourself, you'd be able to cross-reference and go, well, Jason's lying about this. <laughs> but no. Uh, you told me not to do it because it costs money. Uh, well, I told you not to do it when it was at the full cost. But it hasn't come down since, so we'll have to we'll have to write that off as expenses for next year. I think <laughs> we'll get you on the app. Yeah, but uh, that's yeah. just the fact that it's like, well, are you sure you logged that as a victory for me? Huh? Huh? Yeah, yes, I do. I'm always honest when it comes to that. Well, look, I have. I mean, if I, I have a hundred percent win ratio. <laughs> yeah. See, now what I would do, James, and what I would happily admit is sometimes, just sometimes, if I lose really badly, I forget to put the actual details. On there. I'll log who won it, obviously, because everyone deserves their win. But if, say, little Jimmy has got 140 points and I only got 40, um, you know, I'll give little Jimmy his victory, but I might forget to log that little Jimmy got 140 points and that I only got 40. So uh, that's, that's, that's not dishonest. <laughs> I just don't want to remember how badly I, I got <laughs> Exactly. I don't want to remember it. Because it's only ever going to be me looking at it, and that's just going to depress me even more. Hey, Jason, remember this time you got absolutely annihilated? Yeah. See, that, that James, we, we probably should have talked about that. Me storing this data actually doesn't help with me feeling down about my losses, because it gives me a nice breakdown on the opening screen, what your win ratio is, and it's slowly going down 1% at a time. Yeah. Oh, it's a topic for another topic, all that. It's like, are those apps actually a bonus, uh, uh, good or are they bad? Oh, there you go. There you go. We will add that to the list, maybe. Oh, another episode done, Joe. Oh, that we talked about that a bit longer than I thought we were going to, if I'm honest. Indeed. But yeah, there you go. Losing, James. Losing. Yes. Back to the je in jest. How does it feel being the biggest loser in our game group? <laughs> I'm surprisingly comfortable with it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, James, I'm glad you're comfortable with it because in just half an hour's time we will be gaming again and you will be losing again. So let's go and sort that out, clear this table off, ready for some games. Because till next week, I have 
been Jason. And I've been James. And you have been listening to the Meeple Miner podcast. Join us next week for more tabletop gaming goodness. Ta-ta. Goodbye. Goodbye.